Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. you way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, say. I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're playing this. Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy. Now mere days away from Championship Sunday. We're already uh, a podcast in the books this week. We've already spoken to Peter King. We spoke with him on Monday, the day after one of the greatest divisional playoff weekends uh, in the history of the NFL went down. Spoke with the uh, head writer of football and um, Mr. Uh, Sunday Night Football and America Information Man himself, Peter King. And also uh, to catch up on all things Peyton Manning, we spoke to uh, official podcast Peyton Manning expert Rob Lowe joined us here on this program. That was earlier this week, so we ask you to download that show. Chris Brockman, good to see you here. Rich, I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad to see that you're a real person. Yes, I've got the uh, blue check mark over my head. Yeah, and uh, I can physically see you, and I know that you're here. I can I speak know. with you. I, we've met in person. Yes. I'm just glad for that. Yeah, you know, and, and you're speaking to somebody um, who did not know anything about catfishing uh, uh, until either. until what you're referring to yeah. right now the Manti Teo story that yeah. Chris Law good to see you sir Rich good to see you as well we will talk about Manti Teo on the I, show I'm but sure we'll we talk will. about it with uh, with our final guest uh, Alex Sulkin the Sulk I'm is going sure to return he to the has show. some interesting takes yes Excellent. he will return to the show um, the uh, executive producer writer of Family Guy Ted he's uh, getting ready to destroy the Oscars through Seth MacFarlane that'll be a lot of fun he's going to join us later as he's set for what you're set for as well and other New England Patriots I'm I'm sure he's probably Champions. Nervous as I am, also. Okay. Well, we will talk with him about that later on. Uh, and if, again, we, we will hit Teo. Um, a lot of there's people, too much to not hit on. Well, there's too much well, not to hit on. Just real briefly on the Teo front. It's and, insane. Everything else is past. What we now this is going to be thrown in the NFL's lap. This is like everything that's happened until now has been. That's on ESPN, on Sports Illustrated, right, exactly. on on, uh, on Deadspin that blew it all up on on Wednesday. With us in the NFL, now it's going to be, what does this mean for his career moving forward? Does right. he have a career moving forward? People are wondering, is he going to be drafted? Is he not going to be drafted? That story is going to be, we are going to hit it so hard on our combine coverage on that Monday when the linebackers are out there. Oh. Uh, the draft night, how far will he fall? Because at that point in time, what we know right now is nothing compared to what we're going to know combine time, what we're going to know draft right. time. I would hope by the draft time we know the whole story. I don't yeah. think it's doing much to his draft status. Really? Well, that's the whole you know discussion. Uh, uh, Kyle Van Valkenburg, do you ever find you he, he wrote he writes for ESPN magazine? No, I haven't. But um, he's and, got a Vaughn in his name. I'm well, there. at any rate, I, I hope I'm not botching his name, but I follow him. Josh Charles said I should follow him because he knows him from his Baltimore Sundays. Right. Uh, I think he tweeted out uh, Lawrence Phillips drew, dragged an actual woman down by the steps by her hair and was drafted of sixth course. overall. So, you know, like, and that person, that woman existed. existed. Yeah. But anyway, the question is, how's it going to be? We have no idea right now. I mean, our network, ESPN, every network, every radio station, every long, long form or short 
form talk show is talking right now about what's Manti Teo's draft status going to be. We have no idea right now. You know what's going to be interesting is the misinformation that GMs throw out about him dropping to take him high. The funniest funniest tweet I saw was someone said, I hope his Madden 2014 awareness rating is zero. Very well done. (laughs) So we're going to talk about all of that uh, with the Sulk later on, uh, along with uh, both championship games. We're also going to talk about uh, championship Sunday and uh, the eventual Super Bowl with Nick Kroll. Uh, fans of the uh, league will know him as Ruxin. He's got a new show on Comedy Central called Kroll Show. He's very well liked by his uh, his fellow comedy members here in this town. They're all psyched for him to have his own show, that he's a, a comic talent that is going to have a, a, a well-deserved spotlight finally cast on him by Comedy Central. It debuted Wednesday night, last night. We're taping this again Thursday leading up to Championship Sunday. 10.30 Eastern Time. He's a, he is a, apparently a Cowboy fan from New York. I don't know how that happens. Well, Rich. we'll find that out. We got the Comedy Central we'll market deep. covered. We've had Jezelneck on. We yes. had uh, um, well, Jeff Jeff uh, Ross has Jeff been Ross, on this show okay. many times. Got to get. Um, well, you know, I'm, Tosh. As you know, I've got. I'd love to get him. He's a big, I heard he's a Dolphin big fan. Dolphins, Dolphins fan. Yeah. We've asked. He's not said yes yet. We got to find that right out. right down the street from us. I know that. Well, we'll we'll go drag him out. And by the way, you'll have to excuse me. I'm on a juice cleanse. Really? Yes. So um, if I'm irritable. <laughs> It's because I have not had solid food in three so days. So we're getting the go on, Rich, Eisen, today? You might. You might. Well, Just be uh, careful. Don't press my buttons because I've got a green bottle. I was going to say, you can't see it. He's got, got it with him. Yeah. Uh, what is let that? Let me tell you what's in this concoction. It looks and like. Just, and, I, and, as you could, and, and, and you'll understand if I've got a quick trigger here. I did one of these three weeks ago. Can I guess what's in there? It yes, looks please. like liquefied. Hold on a minute. 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 I'm going to go spin there are, no, Wait, wait. There are eight ingredients in this. I can name six All right, of them. You can name six of them. I can name, six like, name that tune. It's like name that tune. The top six answers are on the board. Uh, here they, okay. Go Spinach. Correct. Kale. Correct. Um, there is some type of pepper, cayenne pepper in there. No, sir. No. I don't do that. Ooh, X. No. One X. No. One strike. Oh, no. You got two more strikes. I just threw you off with no spice. I don't do spice. Let I me tell you spice. what, Rich. Good country boys from Maine don't do juice cleanses. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm rattled. You, I'm rattled. You're done? I'm rattled. How are you done? I thought I was on a roll. I'm rattled. I have no are idea. you done? Are you done? Uh, you've got romaine. Romaine. Parsley. Cucumber. Parsley? Celery. Apple. Lemon. And this See, all apple equals me being really irritable. So be careful. Okay, so uh, break it down. I mean, I don't, do a lot of our listeners do juice cleanses? Well, so Ray Lewis doing? did it, and he's my inspiration. Of course. Look what he's doing now. Life coach. He's a life coach. Look what he's doing now. You know, he's everybody's leading by example. I saw what Ray Lewis has done with juice cleansing, and I thought for championship weekend, and plus, you know, uh, after 16 weeks on the road or 13 weeks on the road that I did – and then coming back and working as much as I have on the weekends, I, I you know, it, things can get a, a little off when you're around the craft services. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've got, I got a little undisciplined in my play. Ah. So for Championship Sunday with Ray Lewis still in the mix, I decided I'm going to go juice cleanse. Or is this an early combine preparation? And it could be that, too. I've got to run the 40s soon. So I need to I need to focus. And I'm beginning doing that right now at the biggest time of the year. So what do you do? You just drink a bunch of these bottles throughout the day? or Yes. Eight bottles, right? There's eight. It's terrible. Eight per day? I three it's three days. It's terrible. Uh, this is my third day. Go. This is my third and final day. So be gentle. Be careful. Be on the lookout. Your head's got to be on a swivel on, a swivel. on this podcast. We'll be on a swivel. Uh, and, and for all the Falcons and Niner fans, we will talk about that game. But this game, this show is going to have more of an AFC championship bent uh, with the self 
the Sulk being such a big Patriot fan, and our first guest that we're going to get to right now, we couldn't be more excited to have on the phone from the Baltimore Ravens, Ray Rice. This man uh, strikes fear in the hearts of uh, New England Patriot fans, certainly in the playoffs, certainly in Gillette, where uh, he went on a mad dash in their first playoff game against the Patriots years and years ago. Uh, Ray Rice joining us now here on the Rich Eisen podcast prior to the AFC Championship game back in Gillette. How are you, Ray? I'm doing good. Can't complain. So what is the general tenor of the team right now as you're going back to the same place where you came so close last year? Well, we're just taking a workman's mentality. You know, uh, obviously we uh, we appreciate, you know, we're truly blessed to be back where we are, you know, not only a year ago. You know, the two best teams are going at it. And, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, obviously we have a lot, you know, to think about with our leader. You know, every game essentially is a last for him. And, you know, so we just all just appreciate the moments we have with our guys and, you know, we're just taking the workman's mentality and go out there and just try to embrace the moment. Yeah, I mean, you, you're always going to bring that up. You're kind enough to bring up uh, the Ray Lewis retirement. And are, are you and the rest of the team looking at every single moment through that prism? Yeah, we're, we're talking about, like, just little stuff, like spending extra time in the locker room, just you know, getting extra meeting time, doing everything. You know, this is about being together. And, you know, the more we're together, the better we have a shot at winning. You know, X's and O's always take care of themselves when you're prepared. But it's the little stuff that, you know, we are you willing to go the extra mile for a guy? You know, it really is. You know, we're willing to go the extra mile for our guy. What's he What's he saying to the team right now? We don't have to say much. You know, I'll be honest. You know, after his speech, we announced um, this was his last ride. I think that was enough to be said. <laughs> you know, we know <laughs> – we know what he's meant to the Ravens. We know what he's meant to the city of Baltimore. We know what he's meant to, you know, the guys on the team, especially for what he's meant to me. What has he meant to you? Oh, he was everything, man. Like, everything is professional. But, um, you know, he's a big brother. He's a mentor. He's a father figure. You know, he's the ultimate pro. You know, he's the reason why I think, you know, I'm able to last in a running back position because of the way I see him take care of his body. You know, I have no choice but to take care of mine. And the way he, I study everything about the guy, that that's going to carry me throughout my professional career. And you know, I feel like I got a lot of football left. And you know, I, I can only give thanks to a guy that took me under the wing. You know, and showed me that ups, down, highs, and lows of this NFL league. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm juice cleansing this week because of Ray. By the way, Ray, this Man, very that week. Juice cleanse, that yes. juice cleanse is uh, <laughs> something serious. I yes, it, it is. It yeah, is, it's, and it's more. You know, you get it's more mentally. You know, if your mental's right for it, then you can do it. For me, I tried it, and I had to get back to my foods. <laughs> I was like, man, I play running back. I can't well, be losing too much. Well, I'm I'm doing it before the show. Like, I will not do a six hour show without solid food. But I realize I've got to raise my game this week too, Ray. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I, but I'm inspired. I see how Ray Lewis is doing it, just on the juices. So I'm doing that too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we got our. I'm telling you, Ray's abs look like the abs off the movie 300. <laughs> you will definitely follow him anywhere. What was it yeah. like? What was it like uh, on that field in Denver? How cold was it? Oh my god! Like it was. I'll be honest. It was the toughest football game I've ever played in. It was cold, and then for me, I, I the guy say it didn't affect him. 
you know, I was coming off a cold, and you know, I was coming off that sinus cold, and uh, you know, with the the altitude and the cold air you were breathing, it felt like my chest was caving in. So I'm talking about like deep breaths. You you would short of air. I mean, it was it, it was truly the most physically demanding football game I've ever played in. No kidding. And you had 31 carries in that game too. I mean, it comes to a time and point where you got to like, everybody has their inner strength in them. Everybody puts their mind over mass. And I had to do that, you know, and I had to do that that game. Playoffs is all or nothing. You know, you know you don't go for next week. Because guys are already sitting in islands, beaches, doing what they got to do, you know, thinking about, all right, you know, I got next year. We don't have next year. We have it right now, right in front of our face, though. When you were talking about giving, doing anything, you know, anything it takes, you know, that was last week for me. Because last week was so physically demanding. And uh, the altitude, it got me. You know, and, I, and I'm not afraid to say it, but I'm just glad I was out there playing the game and y'all guys couldn't tell. <laughs> we could not tell, no. And then you were there with your coach um, as Justin Tucker split the uprights for you. And um, and I saw he gave you a kiss on the head when it was all over. What was that moment like for you, Ray? Man, uh, you know, we were talking about situational football. And, you know, I knew the magic number that I had to get, you know, when I was running that ball in them clutch situations where they put it in my hands. I had to get five yards. My man tucked his money. You know, I said, anything inside the 30, mm-hmm. my man's lights out. I got it to the 29-yard line, myself in the offensive line, with all, you know, with all everybody up in there. It was, you know, it was tough sledding. That's a great defense. That's a great team. They're going to, you know, and it was just, I got to the sideline. I was like, okay, I've done my job. And me and Coach just looked at each other like, okay, you know, this is it. We've done our job. And when the kick went in, it was like, oh, man, like, and then I, you know, obviously, you know, I embraced the moment with him, but then I had to go find Ray because I was just like, wow, because yeah, all he asked me was to get him back to Baltimore, get him back to the, get him back to his city. You know, he wanted, he don't, he had enough of being in Denver. He wanted <laughs> to go back to his city. Right. So I, I was just, uh, you know, obviously he was, you know, in his in his word, he was in his prayer, he was in his thanks, and uh, you know, I went in and just told the guy, "We going back home, man. Let's go." Do you think sometimes, what if you came up with 28 yards on 4th and 29 a couple of weeks ago, Ray? Does that uh, crept into your mind? Would, would your team be where it is today if that happened? You know, now, now, I mean, as you get later in the year, you do think about it. You know, I'm like, because if I got 28 yards, it would have just been, oh, what a great effort. But that one yard, you know, made it one of the most memorable plays of the season. You know, and, and I think when you put that in perspective, that's just, you know, it just shows that like those games we used to, you know, we crumbled a few times in those games. And uh, this year we're just having things, you know, a little bit go our way. And, uh, and I think that's just the way we prepare for it. But you don't prepare for 4th and 28. <laughs> or 4th and, no, you, you don't. don't. You don't. <laughs> I'll be honest. That was, uh, I would like to say, uh, you know, I don't dig myself up. It was a great individual effort, but it was, you know, Anquan Bolden's blocks, and, you know, maybe the officials gave a good spot. I'm not sure, you know, but I know that 29 yards, 
you know, that, that play just what you what you call, you know, probably solidified our season. When when Ray announced his retirement, Tom Brady uh, gave Ray his uh, his due props, but he 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 gave the caveat of, "I love to beat the Ravens, but." And then Brandon Iambadeja, watching the game between the Texans and the Patriots, tweeted out some some pretty uh, harsh stuff. Let's put it that way. Is this game personal, Ray? Um, I, any football game, I feel like. You know, it's personal, but it's personal to the point where, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a believer of putting something out on Twitter, and you know, we've dealt with that, kept it internal, and you know, but I'm just a believer that it's personal until the game goes. You have to win your put one. Obviously, Tom is one in the first year, and, and you know, Ray's one in just having to the game. But it's not personal to the point where I feel like it's. You know, I don't like this guy after the game. I don't. I don't ever take that approach. You know, a lot. There's a lot that's being that that's said during games. There's a lot, but I feel like when it's all said and done, you know, Ray put it in the best terms. You know, there's life after football. You know, there's, you know, his kids. There's somebody out there, you know, hurting worse than, you know, after a loss. You know, there's people out there fighting cancer, all that other stuff. So that you really got to put yourself in a you know mindset because it'd be selfish for you to you know soak over a loss over a game. So the games are very personal, you know, and we all want to win. But you know, Ray always put in a big you know big picture for us that you know there's always something after football. And obviously, yes, we are we are men. We appreciate it. And losses are supposed to hurt. You're not supposed to celebrate a loss. And you know that's not something we celebrated around here. We got back to work and we. You know, we're right back in the same place, you know, we were last year. What is it going to be like um, game day? Walk us through that, because I know I'm, I'm not going to ask you what you think you can exploit. I know you're watching film, you're studying, you've got all sorts of history with the Patriots. I just want fans to know, when when it's time to kick that thing off shortly before 6.30 p.m. on Sunday night, what do you think it's going to be like in that locker room? Man, I just think um, you just gonna have total attention. I just think everybody's gonna be totally mentally focused. One thing about football that I realized that you know talking never got the job done. You know, we just talk about it. We we listen to motivational speeches. You know, you know, raise words go a long way. But at the end of the day, it's all about you know who wants it more. That's playoff football. You know, who executing better? Who's you know, playing until, you know, the whistle blows, you know, until the whistle stops. Who's doing the little things? That's usually what it comes down to, and whatever team executes better. So I just think you'll have a totally dialed-in Ravens team that, you know, we do remember last year. And, you know, only way we can um, can correct that is if we win, you know. And obviously, you know, that, that that's not going to be an easy task. It's going to be all hands on deck. And speaking of executing plays, it does seem that obviously you've been executing so much better on the offensive side of the ball over the past few weeks. And um, the folks are pointing to Jim Caldwell now calling the plays as opposed to Cam Cameron. Is this a different offense because of that? Well, one thing about it, you know, um, the pressure was to win games. And uh, Cam was a great coach. And, you know, you look at what we've done over the years with Cam. You know, uh, I played in two AFC championships with Cam and made two Pro Bowls under Cam Cameron. So there's a lot of good that he's done. But, you know, Coach Harbaugh made that decision. But Coach Caldwell, you know, um, 
you know, he's been in other Super Bowls, and, you know, he's doing a great job, Joe. You know, everybody's all hands on deck when they come to calling the plays, getting the right scheme, you know, together for the game plan. We haven't been doing anything special. One thing we've been doing is doing what we do and doing it really well. And, you know, Coach Caldwell, is, one thing he's great at is managing the game. You know, so I can say that he's done a great job doing that. And, you know, when things got tough, we still stuck to our game plan. That was one thing that was, you know, special for us. Because, you know, usually when things get tough, you know, sometimes you get a little rattled or do whatever. We still do the same thing that we've always been doing, and that's something that's special. Ray, last question. A lot of people are wondering what has gotten into the team, people pointing to Ray Lewis, people pointing to, obviously, the offensive coordinator, people pointing to all this stuff. Personally, I think it is the punters or people two T-shirts that I sent en masse to you guys a few weeks ago. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, man, we can't forget the guys that, you know, stick their hand in the dirt and do the gritty work, but our, right. our specialists have done a great job, too. That's right. You wear it with your pride on the T-shirts. Thank yeah, you man, you know, I wear them shirts. I love them. Hey, I was a punter in high school, so shoot, I, I appreciate it. There you go. I didn't know that. You you've, you punted in high school back in the yeah. day? Yeah, I'm telling you, I got a nice spiral, too. I don't want anybody to sleep on me. More you can do. Don't sleep on you, Ray Rice. Thanks so much yeah. for joining us. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. You bet. That's none other than Ray Rice before taking on the Patriots in the AFC Championship game on the Rich Eisen podcast. I got to tell you, uh, Brockman, yep. hearing Ray Rice, I, I'd i be concerned I mean, if I, I'm a Patriot fan. I've been concerned since week three. These guys kind of have our number recently. Well, I mean, and on top of it, Chris Law, who did he sound like to you? We've talked about this off camera. We've talked about uh, off mic. We've talked about it when Ray Rice came on after they it's, lost in the championship game last year. It's incredible how much his tone is similar to Ray Lewis's. Ray Lewis. It's it's like it, he's it's channeling Ray Lewis. I mean, they call him Lil Ray, so. He's channeling Ray Lewis, and they are, they are fired up for Ray. They do not want him to lose. I know you're, you're rolling your eyes at me. We'll talk about it with the sulk. Don't right. worry. We'll, right. you'll, you'll, you'll get your – I'm, your... I'm glad to finally have a teammate here, like, backing here. me up okay. on all this stuff. Very good. Very, very good. And uh, so the sulk is going to be coming in. But let's get to our next guest right now. I'm excited uh, because we've, we've had uh, tons of, as you know, yeah. league. This, this, is, this is sort of like our a league. Our co-star, Rich. This is like a league satellite. Our, you. Our co-star. Our, our co-star. Our co-star. Yes, even though you really didn't – Say anything technically in your cameo. It wasn't picked up by the microphone. They could have had an ape doing what he did. Oh come on! Wow, that's so. Wow, he's jealous. That's jealousy, Rich. That's jealous. Jealous. Definitely jealous. Just like any time we bring up his night with Aaron Andrews, you get a little Uh, jealous. jealous. You get a little. jealous. I'm still waiting for my phone call from that night. You should. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Just keep waiting by the phone. I'm still waiting. Keep waiting by the phone. Let's get to uh, speaking on the phone. Is is our guy. He's got a new show on Comedy Central. It debuted just last night, as a matter of fact. You can catch it Wednesdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Central. The Kroll Show. Also, uh, you know this man as uh, Ruxin on uh, The League. We've had the uh, Schaefers on many times on this show. Now pleased to have Nick Kroll on the Rich Eisen Podcast. How are you, Nick? I'm great, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Congrats on your new gig. Congrats on the Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. And you must be psyched. I mean, have a show uh, on Comedy Central. This is this is what it's all about, essentially. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's kind of. Uh, I was just talking. To, I was talking to some uh, college kids, reporters, and they were asking me like, "Well, what's the what's the ten year plan or whatever?" And I was like, "I, I think this is it." <laughs> um, you know, if you had said to me a couple of years ago that I would have. Uh, a show that I was acting on, like the league, and then also being able to do my own sketch show on Comedy Central, 
showcasing all the characters that I've been working on and stand up for the last uh, many years, I, I would be uh, I'd be pretty psyched about it. Yeah, and now here you have it. Now you got and it. Here it is. Now here it is. And I'm, and I'm miserable, Rick. <laughs> Aren't all comedians miserable, though, Nick? Isn't that the way <laughs> um, it works? I supposedly. I don't know, man. I mean, I you know, I got I I got a bunch of my buddies who are. You know, like all the, you look at the cast of my show uh, of the league. You know, Paul Shear and Renis Easy, Lejoie, the Duplasses, and, right. and we're actually all semi-happy people. Right, and then you're maladjusted on on your television exactly. show. Exactly, uh, that's where it is. I think maybe that's the key: is you just you allow all the horridness <laughs> that lives inside of you to come out on camera, and then that that empties you to be a decent person off camera. Exactly. Now I'm told. Your favorite team, uh, even though you grew up 45 minutes from New York City in a wonderful, beautiful, bucolic town called Rye. I know that yes. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither neither New York team is your favorite National Football League team. Is that a true story? You know, Rich, I'm going to just come out on the show. Please. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is where I'm really revealing it for the first time. Is I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, oh, I do know how. What happened was my, my dad... Uh, when went on a business trip to Dallas, and he came home uh, to end to with a little gift from my brother, mm-hmm. um, and the gift was uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader playing cards. Oh, please, and uh, my that. brother became a Cowboy fan, and he was my big brother, and so I just whatever he liked, I liked. Now, whenever I tell anybody that, they're like, "You're from New York, you like the Cowboys?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, how is that possible? It's like Dallas Cowboy cheerleader playing cards, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but people back down when you say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you're saying the objectification of women is what led you to liking the Cowboys as opposed to a hometown team at a very you young know, age. I mean, I think they've been pretty good at that for a long time, and so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, you know, there's a rich tradition. Um, there's yeah, a rich tradition. Came, yeah, and then I came up. You know, I was a kid. You know, started following the you know following sports, um, just as Aikman got there and Jimmy Johnson and you know I remember that one in fifteen team, but then pretty soon after that that team, you know I mean Aikman and Irvin Novacek, Daryl Johnson, Emmett Smith, Charles Haley. I mean those were squads, you know, and uh, Michael Irvin, Dion. Yes. I mean those that was a those were powerhouse team, you know. Well, you should come here, hang here, and, and uh, you and Irvin would hit it off just great. I, mean, I would love to. I'm I'm seeing. I'm going to see if I can commission a couple suits. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many buttons is your limit on the suits? Um, I'd say it's it's always like a Steve Harvey six. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking the under, is what you're saying? Exactly. You're taking exactly. the okay. Well, yeah. Irvin was actually at my wedding. Michael Irvin was at my wedding, and in congratulations. A, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm the reason why I'm telling you this. He he arrived in an electric blue tuxedo, electric oh. blue, seriously, oh. and and it was people. Uh, uh, you know, normally, you know, everybody's trying to catch a glimpse of the bride. Uh, he upstaged, Irvin oh. upstaged at the wedding. Oh uh, well, you know what? You know when you got it, you flaunt it. You know what I mean? When, and, <laughs> Just and, like uh, what? That's the Bialy stock line, right? From exactly. uh, the producers. Flaunt it, baby, flaunt it. If you got it, you flaunt it. And Dion that's my just favorite movie. Dion, is, is it really? The producers? Yeah, producers. Producers is my favorite movie. Uh, it's, it, it is one of my formative moments. That, Me too. That, that film. Because I, I, mm-hmm. everything is, goes back to the producers, whether it's the quick fuse or not the mm-hmm. quick fuse, which, as you know, was a big moment at the end of the film. Of course, of course. And, uh, and that whole the, the Zero Mustel and Gene Wilder, that whole opening scene 
when they are when he's trying to convince you know he's trying to convince him to take it easy on him on the books. It's right. Just say oops and get out. Just say oops, yeah. oops. And, and get. <laughs> You're gonna jump on me. You're gonna jump on me. That's classic. Uh, my two my two younger producers are staring up. I was gonna say, is, right is this now. where I chime in and say no, that I've don't. never seen the producers? Well, you guys have to get on the stick. In yeah. other words. Oh, get. Go watch it. It's a classic. It is. It's, it's an classic. instant classic. You, yeah. you just had Dion. Uh, Dion just guested on the league as well. He so did. Funny man. Oh, Not surprisingly, a funny, a charismatic dude. He is. I mean, he, um, he hosted Saturday Night Live back in the day when he was doing Must Be the Money and all that stuff. I know. And this is. I mean, this is pre. He. This is pre Barkley. You know, this is uh, yes. before Charles was hosting over there. I'd say, but. Yeah, Dion was great. He improvised some funny lines. I think the Old Street Boys was his line, uh, and a couple others. He was he was funny. And then this year, the uh, the season opened, yeah, with you at Cowboys training camp. What was that like for you to be amongst was, all the guys there? I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's like we were you know we were shooting some B roll, and we we had work we were working with um, Felix Jones, who's, who was very funny, and uh, Jason Witten, who's a, a really nice, sm- clearly really sharp guy. Um, and Romo wasn't doing it, but he was running by us, and we were shooting some B roll. And Romo was like, "Hey, I watched the show, guys," and we all wanted to be like, "Thank you." And then we realized that we were supposed to be in character, so we got a little lost in that. <laughs> and then, obviously, the comedy powerhouse that is Jerry Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some chops, Jerry. He does. Yeah. You know, he he is. I mean, that guy. Look, you don't get to be Jerry Jones without without knowing how to how to deliver a line. Um and uh, he was great and then later in that episode the where you're you're in the beginning of it yes. with, with RG three yes when you dre- when you had the uh, the prescient moment although unfortunately it was in a dream sequence that uh, Pete <laughs> Top Kevin Bottom drafted yeah. RG three first overall that was a very and savvy move would have been a solid pick yeah for sure uh, yeah uh, and who I was I, I'm sure you've dealt with all these guys but I, I mean I was incredibly impressed with him. Um, really smart, sharp, uh, you know, pretty humble, uh, very funny, self-aware guy. I was, I was really quite impressed with him. Funny, like, like he had, he, he had it mm-hmm. down. He was, he was really good. Yeah, you're just like, and I, you know, this was before the season had started, but it was like, oh boy, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna do just fine. This guy gets it, I big know. picture. Um, and uh, you know, as long as Shanahan. <laughs> Uh, keeps him out of games every once in a while. I think uh, you mean when uh, he's running around the end like Fred Sanford for nine yards, they should <laughs> they should realize that perhaps perhaps something's amiss. That's what you yeah. mean by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, did you have a Frank Costanza moment with um, with Jerry Jones? And by that, I mean I don't know if if Schaefer actually wrote this or not. You never know when you bring up a Seinfeld moment. But when mm. when Frank Costanza mm-hmm. met George Steinbrenner through his son, the first thing mm-hmm. he screamed at him is, what the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? Which is one of the all-time great <laughs> Seinfeld moments. Yes. When you uh, saw Jerry Jones as a Cowboy I, fan, did you get anything off your chest? Did you say anything to Jerry? I didn't. I mean, you know, there was a part of me that was like, why did you, why did you let that sweet helmet, silken hair Jimmy Johnson leave? <laughs> I mean, just for the hair alone, you know what I mean. Keep yes. keep, keep the helmet there, um, but no, I, I laid off. You know, I, I was like a, it just felt like um, it felt like. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't think Jerry Jones is hearing 
hearing too many criticisms or taking advice from many. You know what I mean? It's, it would have been a waste of my breath, it feels like. Um, but he, he was so great, and they were so gracious to uh, give us access to the training camp and, and for him to be on the show. It was, you know, we were just glad to be there. I mean, and again, I mean, you know better than, than most – when you get up close to these guys, you know, if you get on the field before a game, you watch training camp, you see how huge <laughs> these men yes. are. Yeah. It is, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's intoxicating, and it, too. It really yeah. is intoxicating. I mean, it, uh, to be in Jerry's office and him, you know, um, being there and him allowing, you know, Taco to run naked. Um, <laughs> That might have been the wrong time to say, hey, maybe you should get a general manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would have been just, a little off. Yeah, Just a thought. Just a quick thought. But maybe maybe having someone else whose job has been professionally to deal with this their whole life yeah. would be good to have in the mix. Um, but he, they, were, they were gracious. Uh, but it was fun to be at training camp, and you go on the field and watch them, you know, these tremendous men just getting shouted at. Um, running special teams plays uh, was was pretty impressive. Do you have any sense on the Cowboys moving forward, what you think needs to be done for the Cowboys to improve, Nick? You know, I mean, look, if you can if you can keep DeMarco Murray healthy and you got Felix, you know, in, in a in a second position there, I mean, you got a solid running game. Um, like if Des Bryant, I think as the season went on, uh, you know, I've been I had him on the team on my fantasy team and and up top, he was—he's a pretty frustrating guy to have on the team. You know, the physical talents are there. If he can avoid taking a hat to his mother, I think—I uh, think uh, you know he's a real talent. Um, and I think as the season went on, you know, we went to that Giants-Dallas game down down in in in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, and you know he fumbled it once or twice, but then had that amazing almost catch. Um, you can see the physical talent there. Um, he finished it, up so strong, Nick. He was like one yeah. of the best in the game in the last six weeks of the so season. So it's like if he can keep that going, and they've got, and they keep Miles Austin healthy, it's a it's a formidable, it's a formidable squad, and you know give a little more support to wear on on the on the defensive side, and you got you got yourself a real squad, you know, and just make sure that there's enough of a lead in every single game that Romo doesn't have to deal with a, a close game in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> You got yourself <laughs> nice, and then defensively, as you pointed out, I mean, they swapped their 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 defensive coordinator, the the gregarious, yes, uh, Chris Christopherson, looking like Rob yeah. Ryan, yes, and then well, they to, Rob Ryan always looks to me like the the old fat gladiator and gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Is there... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's who I was like. That's who he looks like yeah. to me. It's a great doppelganger. Um, yeah. He's out. He's out now. He is out. Uh, you because again, I know you've been you've been in the tank for for your show and getting things yeah. ready. And yeah, they replaced him with um, Monty Kiffin. Oh uh, really? Yes, seventy four year old. I mean, oh, they, really? I, you couldn't really have gone more. Uh, I think that's probably in terms of the the gamut. Yeah. To go from Rob Ryan to Monty Kiffin. Yeah. You know. Does that mean Lane is? Does that mean Lane is coming up soon? Or it no? could be. You might need an offensive coordinator. You got to, you know, you can get a coach. You know, dresses like the Unabomber for a big game. <laughs> you know. Well, Belichick's already taken. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, thanks for ruining the uh, the Belichick uh, hoodie. <laughs> the hoodie. Look, it's over. You know, I mean, look, uh, Belichick looks like the classiest homeless man in America, <laughs> and Tom Coughlin looks like the. The, the cold miser. 
you know, those, uh, like the you know, of course. Those little, the sort of wind, wind-burnt face with those beady little eyes. Mm-hmm. I just was like, God, can you imagine being his son? And then everyone on Twitter was like, yeah, one of his offensive linemen right. is his son-in-law. Yeah, that's right. like, <laughs> can you imagine that Thanksgiving meal? Jesus. Yeah, that's right, especially if he's called for holding the week before. Yeah. That would not be – that would be bad. That would um, be very bad. So what happened under a rock doing, doing Kroll Show, we actually did – we've done a few uh, football and, and uh, related stuff. There's a, a sketch coming up called the Game Interrupter about a guy who uh, – you know, at, at, when you go to those games and they've got those MCs who are trying to keep everyone entertained and stuff throughout the game, and <laughs> so this right. is like a a Brett Michaels esque uh, hard rocker who comes out and sings about timeouts on the field uh, and uh, a bunch of other football and sport. We got a whole uh, ske- sketch about uh, uh, the the Dante Levante who breaks the record for most dousings. You know, the guy who dumps Gatorade. <laughs> Dante Levante. Dante Levante, and then he gets. He gets he gets doused for breaking the single season dousing record, um, so it's you know very different than the league, but but still some some homages and and uh, tips of the hat to the to the world of football. I love it. The Brett Michaels. Yeah. So it's sort of like the guy who shoots T-shirts into the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. But he's a Brett he, Michaels type character. Yeah, and he's and he's so he's he's sort of singing about uh, injuries on the field and. Ice in the kicker and timeouts on the field, and, but he can never get through a full song because he's because they always you know the the TV timeouts over. So he to, wherever he is, the song is over. Does he wear a very bad bandana? He does. He oh, wears a terrible yes. bandana. Nice. Got long blonde hair and acid washed leopard skin jeans. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Does does your Jeff Goldblum character um, make make any appearance oh, at all? Not yet. I mean, we got we'll get him. You know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to see if we can get Jeff for the show. Uh, well, he played your but, dad, right? On on the oh, league. he plays he plays he plays Rupert Ruxin on the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, very naturally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How couldn't, couldn't have a guy. It's on your wife the whole time. Off camera and it couldn't be a nicer guy off camera and more cruel man on camera. <laughs> How does one hone a Jeff Goldblum imitation, Nick? Uh, I was just told for so many years that I looked like him. Really? So I, I just was like, you know, I watched, I watched some appearances. I mean, there's look, dude's been acting regularly for thirty five years, forty years. There's, there's plenty to talk about. Um, he's the fly. Uh, I mean, plenty. he's the fly. Yeah. Well, big chill, the fly, big Jurassic chill. Park, right. Independence Day. I mean, the guy is the guy. You don't, you don't think about it, but this guy has been. All over the place for, you know, going on forty years. I mean, he's in Nashville with Robert Altman's Nashville. He's in right. Annie Hall. That's right. um, I mean, he's just been everywhere. And um, I had gotten together with him to develop a, a, a movie for us to play father and son, and that and that fell apart. Um, and so the Schaefers were like, "Do you think he would be interested in playing your dad on the show?" And and uh, you know, reached out, and he was down, and and he is electrically funny he's a great improviser and uh a real sweetheart of a guy um and then the camera rolls and he destroys my <laughs> physical and uh, acting abilities that's fantastic man yeah so uh do you have a super bowl prediction or who, who may might make the super bowl here amongst the final four before i let you go uh, Nick, i can't i can't i can't let you I mean, go back to the kroll show without uh no 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 this. it's a you know it's a it's a it's an interesting one because it is one where you on any given day any of these teams i think could do it um i mean i think san francisco is 
you know, I think they're looking they're looking tough. Um, I mean, with Kaepernick now being able to it's just such a weapon, you some you know dissect the Packers like that. You know, after throwing a, t- a interception to start the game, he settled in, and it, it, there's some weapons there. And then on you know, in the AFC, it's like the the Ray Lewis story, the emotional drive of that is, is so, it's such a real one, and you can see the momentum and the heart really pushing through. But, you know, you got you, you can't count Tom Brady out in that squad That's and little correct. Wes Welker. I mean, that little that little bugger. <laughs> I mean, how do you stop him? He just is so tiny. He just little squeaks around like a like a shifty little mouse and uh he's always he just so it's a if i had to guess i'm gonna say i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say patriots uh uh san francisco that's um and i think uh i think i think uh i think the patriots if i had to i mean who knows what do you are you allowed to you 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 have to wait on your no i I, i've i've said it at the top of this program i said it at the beginning of the season it would be patriots niners and the niners win it all and i'm going to stick with it just because uh you know i have the ability it's an out sort of in my person in my position it's sort of a cop-out in a way to say well i said it nine months ago so i'm gonna have to stick with it right now and not actually give you an opinion right now and and it's also a pride thing it's a pride sure, thing, so I'm going to stick with you that. Can't separate it. But, I, but it seems like a logical – I mean, you look at I, – I, I really do think it's a toss-up. Um, it's, it's, it's really, I think, a question of what whether a guy like Kaepernick can show up at the Super Bowl and, and be able to, to take all that in and, and deal with all the variables of it and, and deliver, you know? Yes. Uh, and, and, and whether that defense can contain Lil Wes Welker. This was, it's funny. They got Welker. They have Julian Edelman. And yeah. they have Danny Woodhead. Woodhead. It's, it's like it's like New England's nest nest eggs, you know, like the, know. like the Russian nest eggs. You just open one up, and there's someone smaller inside. I know. I and think they that's just, what they've got. And that yeah, except if you could like literally then wind them up with those little thing. You know, you wind up a little a little uh, side button, and then they just they run around and sort of find their way. It's a it's a. I mean, Belichick has settled on something. He's he's figured something out. He has, you know? but you have you and uh, the Schaefers have ruined the uh, the hoodie for everybody. But you that's okay. I, it was for I a good think, cause. I think Belichick ruined the hoodie. <laughs> think so did you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's the same hoodie, by the way. He seems like the kind of guy who's not washing that. He's got some superstition. Nice. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he, yeah. There's still there's still like um, some sort of uh, brewski type. Uh, blood on yep. it, can't wash exactly. that off. Or like maybe Parcells blew his nose on it one day, and yep. he just he didn't want to lose that. And he's got a he's got a camera on he's got a camera on the, <laughs> on, the, on the washing machine to make sure that that it's uh, it stays uh, free from there. See, my my Patriot friend uh, Chris here does not appreciate the uh, no camera jokes, the camera please. jokes no, with the no Patriots. Jokes, that, yeah, that's that that's a raw. I don't think the rest of the teams in the league uh, uh, appreciated the cameras either. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Nick. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Good luck uh, with the uh, Kroll Show Wednesday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Central on Comedy Central. Look forward to that, those uh, those skits that you mentioned, part of a, uh, a hilarious show. Look forward to it, Nick. Thanks a lot, Rich. I appreciate it. You bet. Funny man, that Nick Kroll. Funny man. Absolutely. And congratulations to him on his new show. Again, you should watch it Wednesday night. Look who we have back here on the show. We have our friend. Uh, from Family Guy, our friend from Ted, and just our overall friend wearing the hoodie of the New England Patriots. Good to see you. Good to see you.
Oh, you, you got to turn his mic on. Chris Law. Fail. Oh, fail. That's a hashtag fail. Good to see you. Nice Alex to see Sulkin. you, there Richard. You well done. Pleasure. Chris's. We, Always a pleasure. Right Brockman, we got you mass hole support. Yes. Absolutely. It's good. I feel like I got we got both guns blaring. It's like the end of Scarface in here. We're ready to take you guys on. <laughs> Say hello to your little friend. Well, no, we got no a- AFC East, right? Pound it. Oh, AFC yeah. We're pounding East. it out right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AFC East. Hey, Chip Kelly. Represent. Hey, Ch- Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Chip Kelly coming out of nowhere for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all. You always get that surprise this time of year, right? They're happy down there. They seem happy. Was Wednesday well, a, a ridiculous week in the day in, uh, or what? Say it again. Wednesday's Newsday in the, in the NFL. Oh, the cycle. Was, was crazy. There was three, two head coaches hired, and it was all washed out of the news was, by yeah, 6 p.m. Correct. Insane. With 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 uh, Kelly Trestman, and the, with the Bears, they, they, they went Alouette. Alouette. Well, I know, I know. There's a lot of Chicagoans who like we got some guy from Canada. What are we doing with the Bears? You know, and but this guy's got some serious chops. Some 49er okay, pedigree, he's a, he's an NFL guy. And, yeah, and who's gone up there, and won a ton of great cups, which you know Warren Moon did, and of course. Flutie. They're going to add 20 Flutie. yards to Soldier Field gonna, <laughs> to accommodate do, the new. What's with the 55-yard line? All of a sudden, my <laughs> yeah. tickets were right there midfield. Now I'm off to the left. I'm off to the right. What happened to my tickets? I've had it since 1942. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I'll be here all week. The Jags hired a coach today and no one talks what? about who, it. What? Who yeah, did that? Exactly. Yeah, the Jaguars hired Gus Bradley, but it's all wiped away by Manti Teo. I, I am, we have, we've hardly scratched the surface on this story. But I hand it off to you for your first thoughts on this, Alex Sulkin. My goodness. Well, first of all, uh, a lot of people seem to be swayed by the uh, Notre Dame athletic director's impassioned uh, He threw quite the lead block for Manti Teo. And I would submit that when has a vaunted Catholic institution ever lied about anything? (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like... He Manti is in on this. You deal. do? I do. I mean, I don't know about that. I know. I, and we've been having a lot of talk about this in the Family Guy writers' room today. It was all the talk. Is that right? And uh, it was the majority opinion that he was in on it. Um, and how, you know, do you think it, from the beginning, or yeah, at some we, point, you know, he, he was too deep and then didn't know how to get out of the lie. You know, the the opinions that have been flying around there, as you can imagine, some are a little bit off color. Um, <laughs> But you know, there, there's... is this going to make it into a future Family Guy episode? Possible. Well, for, did you see on uh, Twitter? I saw somebody posted a picture of uh, Tayoing with a guy with like this with no one there. Tayoing, yeah. on, on yeah. seen that, which I thought was pretty funny. Tayoing yeah. oh, <laughs> with his arm around Lord. nobody on a couch. Well, someone said the original Tayoing was Clint Eastwood at the Republican. Yeah, talking for share. That's sure. There's been um, a lot of that stuff. But you know, a lot of things are being bantied about. Uh, it's possible. Uh, you, sexual orientation cover up, you know, don't want that to get out. Um, it, it it just seems to me like you know he's not a soldier uh, at sea in World War Two with a girlfriend of three years that you just haven't seen. I mean, there's Skype. There, he's claimed to have been with the girl. You yeah, see, that's times. that's the issue here. Is that is that there's for again for all of our our uh, international listeners um the story involves a uh, a linebacker of note here at Notre Dame um, of Notre Dame uh, of Notre Dame he finished uh you know Manti Teo finished second in the Heisman voting how glad are they that oh, it's second now well, could you imagine if like, <laughs> be it was close if he had won that Heisman trophy it, part of this would be like does he have to give it back right. when does he have to give it yes. back could you imagine that speech too cuz i'm sure he would have thanked her or in her memory and oh. all this stuff 
It was December second, the Heisman, and uh, which was before he said, which is he before knew he said twenty six. Well, no, no, he so said he knew the sixth. No, he knew the December sixth. Right, Notre Dame Notre again. Dame. Just reset it. Is that he, he? He was talking about this whole season, playing it. Uh, his his grandmother passed away. She did. She existed. She did. Yes. Uh, the girlfriend. Um, he now the issue is like when did she pass away? Was it before the grandmother? Was it just directly after the grandmother? Bottom line is, here's a young man who had. Two people, two women in his life who he loved dearly, dying in succession, and he played on, and he played great. He played championship caliber football, and he was talking all throughout about these two women. He even tweeted out a photograph, I believe, of him on the field with two rays of light hitting the field, and he was saying that they had, they were there, there they were having his back. As it turned out, the girlfriend never. Existed. The only reason I sort of believe him and that he wasn't aware at the beginning is how much does it belittle him talking about his grandmother's actual death to tie in a fake one with it? Well, like, the question it, is again: I don't is, think is, he would do that. Is but, did he? Did this person never exist, and it was this stalking horse for a, pro, a, a for publicity purposes for a Heisman Trophy which candidacy? Is, was that what this was all about, or was it as Notre Dame backed him up, saying? that this was just merely him being duped online by a girl and then a bunch of people who portrayed her family, who made him think that he was talking to groups of people. You just and that and that and that was this him just being a dupe and then it begs the question as you pointed out, Salk, it's like well, we are in two thousand and thirteen. Skype. Correct. FaceTime. And, and if Tango, she, and if we're it, giving them all a shout, very out. nicely done. Yeah, that'd be good. And if and if if there uh, was times when he said, "Hey, let's Skype, let's do this," and and the person at the end of the line keeps saying no, if you then go to Hawaii and say we're meeting, and then that person doesn't show up, when does the light bulb go over your head and say, "What in the heck is going Probably on?" Probably right not here? year two. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, year it's... three. You know, I mean, so there's so many questions to be answered here in terms of the dad telling newspaper publications. That they met in 2009 after the Stanford Pete, game. Uh, Correct. Pete Thamel, who wrote the article uh, on, on uh, Sports Illustrated, was uh, I heard him today on the DP show. He, he was on, and he said uh, when he was there on campus doing the story, he talked to a priest that had said, uh, oh yeah, I, I met. I had met her. Like like people, this just became one of those things where everyone had just thought the legend had grown. Right. Yeah, I, I must have met her the one time I was with her and and uh. stuff. But the only other thing that I would say is, if he's really innocent, you don't hold up a lie. But where? And have, by the way, four where, hour phone calls where is for four he? months. Show your phone records. Just show your phone yeah, records. Phone but, records but the phone there. records don't don't prove anything. It could have been. There could have been it a proves that he person. Could be duped, that, but that, but, well, then but he's it also could duped. prove that he wasn't on the phone at the times he said. Yeah. Which right. I believe it will be the will case. Be the case. Nobody is on the phone anymore in this day and age. But nobody uh, talks to anyone on the phone. You don't, no, nobody does phone calls to the girlfriends anymore. That nobody talks on the phone anymore. There's just. You text, you Skype, you know, you do you do that kind of stuff. Phone calls over three years just it just doesn't happen. But anymore. what then? Then then I tweeted this out after the pro, the press conference with the Notre Dame uh, Swarbrick, right? Uh, the Jack. the athletic director. Are you sure you're right? Because you with names are terrible. Jack Swarbrick. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've okay. had a little issue with Swarbrick. Uh, uh, yeah. But you and Swarbrick so go way back. That's, is that really his name? Yes, Jack Swarbrick. 
He's the vice president and he's, I mean, director. seriously, he's he's like the Norm Crosby of this podcast. <laughs> you, you don't want he doesn't steal crap up here, Rich. He has no idea. <laughs> no idea who Norm Crosby is. <laughs> I like to tweet out. He's any relation to Bill. Yeah, he's our latex salesman. He's our latex salesman. So after the 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 press conference in which again Notre Dame said we totally believe Manti Teo was the emotional dupe press in this. conference, very emotional. emotional, of course, because they have they have had they have two choices here: they either have the kids back or they don't. And if they don't have it, and the reason why they don't have it is because they see all this evidence and they got to say, "Hey, Manti, I mean, you got to come clean here." Right. And they didn't do that. For a cup, for whatever reason, they may have the information that this guy believes, and in that respect, in that respect, they either this is true, or they hired the worst private detective well, firm of all time because another... these things you're talking about with phone records, they should match up. Well, that was another thing right? we were talking about in the in the Family Guy writers' room is you know they said we hired an independent investigator. Well, meanwhile, that I'm just picturing a priest with a magnifying glass, you know, like, <laughs> or Clouseau, right? You know, I mean, right. It, it's just. An independent investigator can mean so many things, and it could be a guy that they sit down and say, like, listen, this story's going to go this way, but you're the independent investigator. I mean, Notre Dame is an incredibly powerful, magical institution. I think they want to protect this magical season that they had. They want to protect this guy who is, like, the head... Uh, you know the representative of that magical season to the world, and they're pr- they're protecting the him. They're going, but, it's, it's, but if they have so. information that shows that it was false, and they still went ahead and protected him, yeah, that's that would thing. that would tarnish. I don't think they have that would tarnish it forever. By the I, way, it's one fourteen Pacific time. Where is Manti Teo? Why haven't we heard from well, him? Well, he yet? did. He he released some kind of a statement. I yeah, but in terms of in terms of sitting down. Right. Uh, and and, well, and we got sitting La- down we in got, front of the media. We got that- Lance today. We get, you know. We can't. <laughs> How does Oprah feel? Right, she's know, waiting for she's this whole so thing, pissed. and and the whole the whole sports world is like, I, I know. We don't yeah, care. we heard already at yeah. least that he, he lied. You know what this kind of is? It's kind of like like the like the cosmic world galaxy coming in and saying, you know what, Lance, we don't care about you anymore. I know all these other stories breaking. The week he's supposed to have his big moment, right? Like, oh. But people who are sitting here saying, well, who's had a worse week or who's had? The bottom line is this: Manti Teo, at the very least. The people that he has harmed by whatever he's done are his family, because if 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 he was telling, hey dad, you know I did meet her in Hawaii, or and, and he's told his family these lies, they're probably hurting right now. Um, Notre Dame, maybe right, and himself, the agents that hooked up with him. Mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong destroyed so many lives based on his lies, and then destroying the lives of the people who tried to. Shed light on the lies. I, you can't even compare the two. Well, of but, these but two cannot be compared. Yeah, they no. can't. A little bit though, How because so? because let's not forget that one of them is cycling. So it's like <laughs> you know we're we're not uh, you know I'm not. There's no yeah. cycling network where Rich Eisen is there every week. You there's know? no there's no. Cy- by the way, getting getting torched by Kurt Warner to Michael Irvin. I saw that. Yeah, you I like that? that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but that's like an NFC Pro Bowl game right there. I saw you get torched. Well, you know what? I wasn't warmed up properly yeah, okay. when I made the throw. Right. I yeah. had a very tight fitting shirt, which is why I'm cleansing. And uh, <laughs> all I mean, the sun the was in my reason. eyes. That's the true that's reason. The real reason for the, the studio lights wow. are in my eyes. Wow, listen to all these stories. <laughs> no, but but I'm serious. Like Lance Armstrong, I think people just kind of instinctually hate Lance Armstrong because he's a re- he seems like a real cocky guy. Right. And he was so arrogant and you kind of felt like he was lying and now that we know he was, you're like what a jerk. But 
this is Notre Dame football. Like, it's bigger than the... Uh, you know, the Tour de France is the biggest cycling event in the world. We, we don't really care about it here. A little bit we do. When he was winning, we were like, oh, that's nice. Wearing the Postal Service right, shirts. Right. But Notre Dame football is far bigger than cycling, you know? I mean, it's just Notre Dame football is college football. It's the biggest, you know, college program in the country by far. It always has been. And uh, for I think that they're vigorously trying to protect that franchise because they know if, if it comes out that Manti himself was in on this, mm-hmm. it tarnishes them. It puts a little tarnish well, on the gold dome. There. As somebody that's been involved in a university scandal as a Penn State, as I grew up in State College, yes, for, in, yeah, you, know, need to, you, need, to you need to add a little more information. Well, letting, other than just being a fan and, 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 and well, a resident <laughs> out there by I'll saying say this, involved. I think though, in Notre that Dame scandal. Is, I'm just backing you up. I'm just I would say though, Notre Dame though, um, they had the chance to cut the tie and have no right. fault publicly, and they haven't done that. We're in such a you know we're in the age of social media where you know we want an answer now. Due process will happen and the story might come out. No one's satisfied with that answer, but I'm not. I don't want to lump in Notre Dame to this yet until we find out more of the of the trouble. Because yeah, I went through too, that with Penn State. It's where, too late for Notre you know, Dame. Everybody thought people. They knew showed everything. their cards yesterday when the AD went all he in. He did go all he went in, all in, which is interesting. Well, I mean, and if it comes out that Manti was involved in this, does he have to resign? That guy's out. You know who the athletic director? Yeah. Absolutely. No, he doesn't have to resign. You really? Can, yeah, you throw the... He, you what's throw his the, name? You, uh, Jack Swarbrick. He stuck his, ne- he stuck sure? his <laughs> neck out there, though. Well, what he did is he stuck his neck out with the information that he's been provided. But someday and by, we're going to see And by speaking that. to the young man. And if the young man has co- comes out and, and is proven to be far more nefarious in the, in, in, in the manner um, that Deadspin has... Um, Alleged. Let's put it that way. I mean, their 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 reporting was spectacular. Great. I had they, it. I had it before them. But yeah, they did were, you really? They, they well, apparently, yeah. ESPN's had it for four days. Well, but. here's the difference too. I mean, I know we're sort of going yeah. off on tangents here, but uh, Deadspin doesn't have a college football contract. No. They don't have. No, they did I a mean, great there's job. a lot more. Right. Uh, not to sound like again Ned Beatty at the end of Network, but there's a lot of more corporate aspects yeah, of this where ESPN has to button things up. They can't put in. ESPN couldn't put in a report that they're eighty percent sure. Right, that Manti Teo had something to do with this. They have to be bottled. Certainly with other stuff that happened in previous days, the Bernie Fine story, um, you know. The the New Orleans. uh, Yeah, yeah. And all of this, ESPN's the least credible. With the general manager, Mickey Loomis. Anyway, anyway, bottom line is this. Uh, Zwarbrick can come out and say, listen, the information I had, I spoke to the young man. He looked me directly in the eyes. We believe when I spoke to you, I was I was being as honest as I possibly can. We have new information here that says X, Y, and Z. I, I don't believe Notre Dame is, but if we found out that the information that comes out that proves that Teo is culpable, that Notre Dame had that information beforehand, adios, muchacho. Right. Then that's the big. That's right. when the all in will come back to right. burn them. But who knows? Yeah, the, the other thing that's really not in Manti Teo's favor is why not alert the authorities and why Notre Dame didn't on the 26th when they found out. And that's that's just the other... Yeah, but what authorities are right, Authorities for what? You, you faked, people, people faked a death. You led the... You, that he then ruined his reputation, put uh, himself out there for the nation, did interviews and stories about this girl, found I mean, out she I, wasn't true. What authorities yeah, but unless, are unless there was like a ransom or anything of that yeah, nature. Yeah, there's no extortion. extortion there's no anything. Anything. Right. Well, it it seems, just seemed it like, seems to like be. they could have notified some kind of authority, whether it was the police or... Or even Notre Dame. As they said, yeah. like, there could have been an attempt to extort him to say, you're not playing in this game. 
in the bowl, in the championship game now. Uh, there could have been an extortion. And there's so many this. questions it's here. Insane. It's and insane. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what. There are two answers that fit it in my mind. You tell me if I'm wrong or not. From the fact that Manti Teo never corrected the record that was put out there in, say, the South Bend newspaper and Sports Illustrated and the ESPN story and the CBS This Morning story that was associated with the Deadspin article that they had linked to it, that he never went ahead and said, well, wait a minute, man, we never did meet in person, or wait a minute, we never did have these things on the phone, we never saw each other. And also... When he finds out on December 6th, the story is that his phone rings and he's at the ESPN Awards in Orlando and he sees the phone number associated with his dead girlfriend ring and he hears the other end of the line somebody say, I'm still alive. And then he took 20 days to inform Notre Dame day after Christmas of that. All of these things can be explained with two things in my mind. A, he's complicit and he's busted and he doesn't know what to do about it. B, he's embarrassed that he was a dupe, and everyone is going to be saying, how in the world can you be a guy after all this time and A, not Skype or FaceTime with your girl and still consider her your your lifelong soulmate? How can you be a guy who didn't correct the record on everything, knowing that part is not true? How can you be that guy to go out and wear this as your badge of honor and courage how could you be that guy and he's thoroughly embarrassed and doesn't know what to do with it and wants to hide under a rock and then play in a manner that we saw him play in the national championship game? That's You shook your head at number two, Alex. Well, I I, you know, I, it's just number one feels like it makes more sense to me. I, I agree with you that there those two options both could be true. So then and why I, did he do it then? Well, I, I – that's that's what we need to find out. I mean, I, I do think that there could be something with, like, you know, macho football player wants to possibly hide sexual orientation with cover of girlfriend. And it's easier when girlfriend is in other state and I don't have to see her or touch her ever. And, you know, it could be a Leopold and Loeb situation here. Who knows? But we don't know the motive. I mean, people were saying it could be to generate more positive sympathy you know for him for his i don't know his heisman campaign that seemed unlikely at the time it but did. it does but, but i but mean the grandmother I, should have been enough like you know yeah, man. why do you gotta yeah why do you gotta double down with, just with devalued, fake girlfriend yeah like, and then who, can, and then who is this who is this and for the for the for the for the dupe aspect of it what gets me off of that is the the this tuiasa sopo character who he knows. Ronai. Right. Is that how you pronounce it? I think you sure? And that's a famous football family in Southern yeah. California. Well, they apparently yeah. know each other. It's connected. And, and, and the, the photograph that's been associated with this young lady that appeared as the background of the Twitter account, also that photograph was taken and was used as B-roll in some of these pieces about well, that, her. Yeah. That's the other okay. special thing. If you're that girl... How did someone in your life not see this? Because man, I mean, oh, this Manti Teo story was pretty big. Well, eventually it did come to light, like her name's being associated right. with somebody who's fake and is dead. And the person who got it, that photograph from her, threw some sort of crazy story about Twisted. my cousin was involved in a car crash. Right. Will and you saw, hold this sign? Will you hold right. this sign because yeah. he thinks you're pretty and we want to put it in a montage? And she did it. Aye, aye. And she gives it to him. And now it winds up in all these other places. And when she called him on it, he acted weird. So all of that, like, may, the, uh, 
what in the world is happening? That is that the guy that's pulling this prank on on Teo? And then the, and then the guy from the Cardinals says he met someone. Yeah, it's how a, about that? It's a ex Cardinals fullback. You want to pronounce this name? No, because it's Maui, I yeah, believe. I, I got okay, uh, Reagan Maui said he met her, the fullback for the Cardinals. Met her before he thinks before he met she met Teo, which by the way the time frame that he gives of when he met her in two thousand one means that he's Teo supposedly already met her two years before in Stanford. 2011. In 2011, right. Sorry, 2011. Thank you. And the, none of that makes sense. None of it makes sense. And then sense. on top of it, if you love this girl so much and you give her all these flowers and are on the phone with her... Here's what I don't how understand. Do you not, how, do you not, how do you not go visit her after she's been in a car right. crash? The love of his life. How or do go you to not the funeral? Well, the funeral, the funeral of what he said was it, it, it mixed up with one of his games and she would want him to play... But how do you not then get on the plane and go hang with the family? It's ridiculous. That's what I'm. That, see, you're it's coming. A lot of you're, you're coming back to, the, to your, think, to your yeah. dark I, that's side. That's why I think he's completely involved, 100. percent right, I think the most the logical, ridiculous is he. At some point, he thought it was real way before the death. Realized it wasn't. Was embarrassed, and they, they was embarrassed. They, they thought that. So it's hey, a combination look, of we'll both. Just, we'll just say she. We'll just say she died. Like we'll get rid of her. You say she died. You tell your friends that the story gets picked up, makes way more news than he thought, and then he and then it was an oh, you know what moment. Well, here's the deal. If I'm if I'm CAA, which is his uh, his his uh, representation, um, I yeah. find the, the and you know they have this at their disposal. Some serious crisis management people. You find the best person to do that. You sit him down. You go through mock interviews with him, and you tell him this is your one last chance. Come clean. Do not lie about a single thing, because if you do... Or more likely, lie this way. Uh, <laughs> you're the darker side, well, man. this is... I mean, it's CAA. Like, <laughs> they're telling him not to lie? Well, no, but he... Every, he I think... Well, it's going to be out of their hands. I think it's, they're going to get him in the hands of some serious crisis management person right. who's going to... Do not lie, because right. this will come back to bite you in the end, and he is going to have to tell this story 32 different times in Indianapolis... 32 different times, unless there's a team that takes him flat out off their draft board, which I doubt. Bottom line is Belichick and will make him a pro bowler. You know what? I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll tell you what, this sounds like a Take him in the fifth round or the right. fourth round. And I mean, he's primed to be a New York Jet next year. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he would make a perfect Jet. He would. Another distraction but no, side but, but New England would be a great place where it's just like where basically they put they can put you on media lockdown with great effectiveness. Yes. And, and he could go there and – just be in his bubble world and just go ahead and start kicking some tail for New England if he can do that. You know, which is why I think he's definitely going to get drafted fourth round, fifth round. We're sitting there and he's not going to get going. Someone's not going unless again he comes out in the next couple of days, lies again, and it's busted. And then somebody like Deadspin starts investigating, digging in. Then two days before the draft, boop, something comes out he'll, again. He'll go and we'll find out. I think he'll go. Uh, Late first round, high second yeah, round, that's... because either either some very smart team or some garbage team is going to pick him up. Like some team with nothing to lose at the bottom will pick him up for a sideshow and possibly a good player, or some really good team will say like, you know what, we can plug him in here and we'll just, you know, he'll be part of our good team. And then you do what? Then you have your your private security that that's associated with your team that do every what? team the, has the bombs to watch out for him. Off. But you got to. But what happens again? I mean, you got to. I mean, you, what, this you, isn't going to happen again. I think the bomb. This is. You what do you can't take away his internet privileges? I mean, <laughs> well, clearly he doesn't know how to use the internet very well. 
<laughs> I mean, he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't know, well. Where does know. this rank on, like, all-time stories? Weirdness. Weird because stories. I don't think I've ever heard. This is number one. So deep this is the clubhouse so leader. It's amazing. Because it also it involves. The Tiger Woods thing was pretty true. Yeah, but those were all, the Tiger Woods thing was a humongous. People. Those were real people, though. <laughs> right. And this involves duping the media. This involves right. the media, and the, nothing yeah. gets us more upset than when we're full. When we've got egg on our face, yeah. Sid, and, Sid Finch, and Tiger it's Sid Finch. You bet. I saw some Sid Finch references in the yeah. last couple. It's of It's kind of like Tanya Harding too, and like so oh, bizarre yeah. and yeah, the layers awesome. to this. But the fact that nobody in the media picked up a phone to right. call the the girl's parents well, what to ask G- for the the Teo side of the story right. from their perspective. Well, like Gene Wojciechowski nobody said, it was did like, that. You just ex- accepted his answer of the family doesn't would doesn't respect their privacy. So everyone's going to. That's again another reason why whoever is sitting Manti Teo down right now says you must tell the truth because not, I mean this is the ultimate woman scorned right now. Hell hath no fury than a media scorned. Right yes. now, they are going to be digging in. Everybody, ESPN is going to spend everybody oh, on this kid this was, to find out what's going yeah. on because Deadspin beat him to the punch. And I couldn't wait for to watch sure. uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith must have been inhaling since six o'clock <laughs> yesterday, ready to explode. Well, Skip Bayless apparently lied about his high school fo- uh, basketball, basketball acumen, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, that that's that's our wow. take on that's it's it's pretty well. It's, it's hard not to talk about it just endlessly. Well, I mean, everybody is right know. now. This is we the ultimate know. water cooler stuff because it's yeah. lurid, it's crazy, it's shocking. It involves, as you said, an, uh, an institution, the highest. It's it, correct. It's, it's the Yankees of college football. I mean, it's you it's, know the Cowboys of. Or whatever, and, whatever you think is the number one franchise. And I think the media, the reason why, they wanted Notre Dame to be good again so badly. So badly. And this perfect season was just rolling right along. It was it like cake. It just fell in their lap, and they wanted to keep it going. You know who's happy, so too, too, that, but, that, that, that uh, I'm sure that the Eagles are, are like sigh of relief that Brian Kelly didn't sign with them. Because oh, they yes. hire him as their new coach, now suddenly that <laughs> yeah. they got to deal with that in Philadelphia. What did you know? When did you know it? What's going on? Yep. What's this kid like? You're going to draft him. You're going to draft him. They don't have to deal with any of that stuff. If Brian Kelly went there, oh yeah, 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 that's a good point. I mean, point. that's what are the chances that he was in on this? There. Huh? Chances that he was in on this? Tail? Brian Kelly. Brian. Nothing. No, There's 26. Dude, let me tell you something. Nothing. No, but come on. No, no way. I mean, he may have known that something was hanky with the with with, with the know. girl or something. There but was what's a report. He there do? was a report that an, an anonymous Notre Dame player said that they were had suspicions dating back to September. Right, but what's as well. he supposed to do? I don't know. I'm just saying. What is he supposed to do? Listen, yeah. there's another th- I, another thing that coaches, general managers, athletic directors, and parents now have to stay up all night about worrying is catfishing. Which, to, honestly, if you told me about that, I would have thought that's what the 77 Yankees did to you yeah. every fifth day. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what, what in the world? Yeah. You know, now you're a coach. you got to worry if your kid is online getting hooked on some some girl or, that never exists. What happened to Pat Pat or, some, or some guy that never exists. Right. So, I mean, like, Pat what McAfee you? had a very interesting little tweet. He tweeted out six uh, tweets last night explaining how the time that he got. You can be sure that all NFL teams are sending out notices to players right now that all of their player reps, everybody, the Players Association is going to 100% talk to players about this rookie symposium. You're now going to enter catfishing. Oh, yeah. now enter oh, it'll, be, it'll be in the leaflets. What happened to the good old days of meeting a co-head blacked out in a bar at 2 a.m.? I know. No, well done, no. sir. Oh, nice. Only at State Classy College. ending. Well done. Yeah, classy <laughs> ending. <laughs> classy button. AFC Championship game. How nervous oh. are you? Well, nervous. I'm nervous. I mean, you know, every time I always think of a, a, a game with the Ravens as like a mini Rocky Three. 
you know, where we're, we're sort of like the pretty boy beating up on the Jets and Miami and Buffalo. And then, you know, I'm Mickey watching the Ravens beat all these tough teams in their, in their division. Granted, you know, the Ravens were trending the wrong way and now they're trending the right way. So it's scary. But why are we favored by nine? Can anyone answer this? No. They're always right about not that kind of room. stuff. Yeah, not in this room. Not <laughs> no in this room. I know. No I know, but, but why? And why? Why is that? By nine people? No, no, no. Nine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't, we can't talk about that. That's right. I don't know. What Fight Club. Fight Club. Why, sir? What do you I'm mean saying by mean favor? German, German nine. Nine. No. No. <laughs> no I, I, I'm saying, like, some experts are picking the Patriots to win by a wide margin. Why do you think that's the case? Well, I don't know, to be very honest with you, because the way the Ravens are playing uh, is far better. And our history with than, them than, is than they've played game, in the last game, two months. Close game, you know. Including last year's uh, oh my AFC God. Championship game. I know, I know. We're a Lee Evans drop and a Cundiff choke from. Correct. Know. How many we, times are we going to see that play, the, the Lee Evans? Well, we'll be seeing it all week. We have seen it all week. There's no doubt we'll show it many times on our six hour pregame show you on know, Sunday. I, I, six. I hope. Correct. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, it, it could be one of those things where the Pats just win comfortably. I mean, we have a good team. Oh, we man. have a good I team. I doubt that. We just, again, you, uh, you benefit for your knowledge, Ray Rice on earlier, and he mentioned Ray Lewis first. I didn't have to. Right. He mentioned Ray Lewis numerous times, and... You know, I ask the obvious question. Sometimes the best question in my mind is asking the obvious is, are you looking at everything through that prism? And his answer was... Did you say prism? Prism. Oh, okay. Well okay. done. Got it. You know, and, 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 and his answer was resolute. There's, this, is, this is a serious intangible, a serious intangible that's well, going on here. Well, you know, I believe in the intangibles, but I also believe in the tangibles, mm -hmm. where I just feel like sometimes the intangibles don't matter. Uh, give me tangibles. Tom Brady's the greatest tangible he of, is, uh, of he our is. generation. I'm shocked By the way, point. I've seen Tom Brady has made children with his wife, and she's real. She's <laughs> she a real, gets the check mark. We did spend 27 minutes on Teo, but... Did we really? But... That I mean, it's the story. It's yeah. it's yeah. seventeen years. I can't believe that these players haven't tuned out Ray's barking and his thing because he says the same thing over and over and over what again. Do you mean tune it out. See, you're coming I, from I don't a under, perspective. I just where don't you understand how that still fires people up. Like, what are you talking about? You know, you know. At some point, like I played high school sports. When my coach, after a while, when he's screaming at me that I screwed up, I, I get it. I screwed up. I'm sorry. You don't need to keep yelling at me. And I can't believe I think he's just, more inspirational. He's I, not I just, yelling. I just, he's not I just haranguing them. I just don't get it. You know what I hope and I believe? Sounds like a Patriots I yeah, think, totally. I think uh, that a smart thing to do, and it might be happening now, Belichick is a smart guy. I think we've proven that over the years. I think we're game planning to go right at Ray Lewis, right at him. humiliate him, tire him out, humiliate him, make him look bad in front of his teammates, make him get burned by faster people, younger people, stronger people, right in his face, and then by the third quarter, you know, hopefully you're up sitting up a, like a Patriots margin mm -hmm. on him, and Ray, uh, Ray Lewis is worn out, and everybody's looking at this guy on the bench like, the uh, oh no. You know? 17 tackles last week. I know. For, uh, I mean, he's a hell of a player. He's, with the you know. flu, and it, with the flu and zero degree temperature, hey, I had, and, I had, and one mile up 
a mile high. I had four tackles last week, so let's not go by those statistics. Did you really? He's a he's a hell yeah. of a player. And uh, listen, I was saying this beforehand. But I, I would have very astute observation because that does sound like what Belichick would he do. Might, he might do that. And, and that's it, what he's it, probably talking to him all week. Right. Like we are going to kick his ass. Well, and he could also be talking to Hernandez like, I want you to just run him over every time. I want, every time you're near him, I want you to just he crush him. He did that him. to Glover Quinn twice. He got flagged once. <laughs> the other time it was a big, huge play to set him up shop on a two-yard line. Did you hear Boston, the Boston mayor today? Yeah. yeah. Call him Gonk. Gonk. And <laughs> Gonk. He called him instead of Gronk. He called Will, him Wilcock. Wilcock. Vince Wilcock. 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 Yeah. Vince yeah. Wilcock. And uh, Gonk. Wilcock. Wilcock. Not Woodcock. <laughs> Vince Wilcock and, and, and uh, uh, Rob Gon- well, Gonk. Just Gonk. Well, yeah, the, bo- the, Boston, the mayor? The Boston yeah. mayor is notorious for screwing up everybody's Yeah, name. last year he called. Who is this? Is this mayor Menino. Thomas Menino. Menino. Menino yeah. He's mayor for life. Um, but he uh, last year uh, when the Celtics were playing the Heat, he called uh, KG and Rondo, KJ and Hondo. And Hondo. Why not? And, by uh, the way, that, that was a great band, by the way, back in the day. Oh, yeah. KJ and Hondo. KJ and Hondo. Oh, they were ter- really terrific. Good. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, but he also said uh, famously when they were dedicating a Bobby Orr statue downtown, he was uh, talking about some great Boston sports moments, and he said, when Jason Veritek split the uprights and the Patriots <laughs> won their first Super Bowl, oh, said gosh. that. It's great. <laughs> he's, he's a winner. So I, I kind of love it now. Gonk. Gonk. Gonk and Wilcock. What what does scare me, Rich, as a Patriots fan, is uh, Flacco's ability to take the top off the defense. He did yeah. that to Champ Bailey, didn't he? That's, that's, well, that, I mean, that's the one thing that kind of scares me. Well, because I was, you know, and we've talked about this, ad nauseum, I believe was the term you used. Uh, I went to Seattle, and I watched that happen uh, with Sidney Rice in their game-winning touchdown, who is similar-looking to Torrey Smith mm-hmm. uh, in uh, hair haircut. And uh, he was behind the secondary by three paces. But we did not have Tlaib. Akib Tlaib. Akib. Well, we are we're an hour and 17 into this, and we've yet to really mention Atlanta and yeah. the Niners. So should we do that? Yes. I'm rooting for Atlanta because if we win, I'd rather play them. Oh, that is such a homer talk right there. Well, what are you talking about? Of course, I want to set up my best matchup. My best. Well, I'm glad the care gi- what you wish for. I'm glad the Giants aren't in it. I mean, can I <laughs> That's say right. that? Yes, you can. In <laughs> fact, they're the only team in championship weekend to not return from last year. True. It's three of the four. Kaepernick ran like a gazelle last That's week. Fantastic. Insane. A big play ATM. Kaepernick runs like a gazelle. Brady runs like a giselle. I spoke with my <laughs> <laughs> If they get to the Super Bowl, Very I'll good. tweet that. Uh, yeah, please tweet that out. Please this tweet that why out. This man is a right. I was with Eric Davis this week uh, at The Price is Right, by yes. the way. Cincinnati Reds, Eric no, Davis? No, our Eric Davis, okay. San Francisco 49er fame, NFL AM fame. Uh, he and I presented showcases on The Price is Right Excellent. to be aired on uh, the Friday before the Super Bowl. Oh, it, was nice. an, it was an NFL-themed edition of The Price is Right. And, Love it. Um, my only, By the way, just to let you know, I said yes to it, but my only request was that I will do it only if I'm allowed to say the words, a brand new car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, they, and they acquiesced. Oh, that's what kind of great. car? Well, I guess. I can't I won't yeah, yeah, say because I, I don't think it, it, it meshes with, with, our, our, with our sponsor. Yeah. Um, but yes, I did get to say that. That's and, awesome, and it was great. I mean, good lord, they played cliffhangers and everything, and it was, it was oh, awesome. the yodeler, love the yodeler, that. The yodeler, the yodeler. The yodeler was there. 
Unbelievable. And uh, one of the, I guess, Drew's Dolls or Carrie's Cuties is a former uh, Seattle Seahawks cheerleader. Yeah, I saw nice. you tweet about that. Amber Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, was Plinko? Plinko was Plinko not? Plinko was not in the mix. Oh, all-time uh, favorite uh, game. The, the car game, the car game where you have to, where you pull out the, the you get the, oh, the, the two pieces. Half the car. The half, yeah, half the car. You got to oh, get half the car. Yeah, they had the yep, car game. Yep, like that. Um, what else did they have? I went the to the, the putting. No, it was not it was Hole in one or two. Hole in one or two. That's great. I went. I asked the producer. They play it. They play it more. Uh, they play it less frequently now because oh, Bob Barker, because Bob, Bob was a golfer, yeah, and he liked Drew Carey isn't yeah. much of a golfer. No, I went on my 18th birthday. Uh, to the no, 21st birthday. I'm sorry, I was out here living for, out here for the summer. Yes, and I waited in line. I'm like, it's my 21st birthday. I'm definitely going to get in. Like, it's, you know, it had a unique thing about me. Right. Maybe First a, off, maybe we showed bar. up at three in the morning, and I was 200th in line. Nice. And uh, didn't get on. You, did not, you couldn't even get in, get let on. alone come on. We down. got on, but uh, oh, we got in, but we didn't get on. Yeah. So, well, that's sad. Yeah. You're all over TV. But I, the reason, <laughs> go on, <laughs> the right. star of Go On. Look out! Look out! Look out! <laughs> I might have an arc on Go On if, you know, if you're not too uh, careful. Nice. Um, the reason why I do bring this up is Eric Davis was talking about uh, Kaepernick to me, and I asked him, I'm like, you know, how, what is this kid made up of? And he said that he was going up to Kaepernick all year long and saying, you need the bucket yet? I'm like, what do you mean by I need the bucket? Like, to just go ahead and throw up due to nervousness on the stage. He's like, you need the bucket? You need the bucket? And the kid, like, looks back at him and goes, would you stop it already? I'm fine. I'm cool. And every single week, he just goes ahead and crushes it in a manner that nobody saw before. Now, Seahawk fans can listen. Well, they beat up. we beat him. We got him in week 16. But... I think he has turned a corner. I think he's literally. Turned a corner. And he last said week. he said that the Niners knew all along. Garrick Davis said the Niners knew all along the kid could do it. The only question was when, and that when now. when Smith got hurt, you had to go ahead and do it. You yeah. had to use him obviously in that yep. game. And then they just saw well he's ready. And that and that the thing that impresses him most is the throws. They're the darts, throws, darts, throws like that skinny post to Crabtree and Michael Crabtree to put him up twenty-one fourteen. That throw, the throws or, on him. Boom, and that and that and that the ball the ball comes out of his hands quicker, that he's faster in person than than he's than he looks on film, uh, and that he, he and that and so that teams fast. have a very difficult time adjusting to that. He looked so fast on that touchdown run where you know when he went sixty yards right. in, uh, last week, right? And then Atlanta, so and now he's going to be on a fast track indoors. Abraham, the one guy that maybe can try and set an He's edge, hurt. has got a bad wheel. And so this is this is the narrative that's the anti-Atlanta narrative that's going around again for a team that cannot get any respect. I'm still rolling with the Falcons. You really? Are? Absolutely. Good for you. I'm, I am absolutely rooting for them. <laughs> you want them in the worst you know, way. You, you, know I, you know what I think? I think if, if there's for. a close game, they're going to close it out. Matt Ryan has a pedigree of winning close games, coming from behind and making plays when he has to, and they got a kicker who's proven time and time again he'll make the big kick. Well, they got to get Michael Turner going again in the manner yeah. that we saw last week. And where where was that guy when I needed him in fantasy football weeks <laughs> one through sixteen? Where was that guy? Because he was he a beast. Up. He was great. I know he was great, and and that's what really got them going against Seattle was Seattle that running game. Seattle kind of should have won that game. Oh, I mean, they, they I can't believe that they gave up that field goal at the end. I you know, to give up those chunks with no time left, it was amazing. I hear a rumor we got Russell Wilson on Russell, the show on Sunday. Russell Wilson in studio in the on house. Sunday Love with him. Champ Bailey. Is that right? Champ Bailey. Is that for sure? Both of them on game day. Wow. Morning. Can we release that information? You can release it. There That's you good go. To go. Champ. Promotable. Russell Wilson who sent a thank you note 
and a Russell Wilson jersey to me for well, having him on the to, podcast. To us, Rich, to us. No, no there's only one jersey. Yeah, but and the card said too rich. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> did you get my Family Guy DVDs? I did not get your oh, Family Guy DVDs. You know, what, what's the address here? <laughs> <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> so that's a that's a Falcon. Do you think the Falcon? You, but you you your your heart says you want the Falcons, but your head says the. 49ers. Oh, I think the Forty ers are going to destroy them. Destroy them. I, oh, absolutely. I, I think it's. I think wow. it's. I think it's going to be well, this, a, a double digit win. For let me the tell 49ers. you something. The stage is set for this young kid, Kaepernick. The stage oh is God. set because if he well, does, I give him the bucket before the Super Bowl. That's right. That's the bucket. The question is the bucket with him. Jeez. What's going to happen when if he, you know, with the championship game this weekend, and then what's going to happen um, on the Super Bowl if he gets there? But we did see with him throwing a pick six and then coming back and then putting together one of the greatest dual threat performances of all time in such a big stage. The greatest, maybe yeah. right? Um, to go ahead and do that after the pick six shows you what. You know, you might not need the bucket, but that's the question. And then the question is, can can Matt Ryan stay upright and go pound these pound pound their secondary with these big tall receivers? Which they have a good secondary. Tony have, Gonzalez had a yeah. great game. Yeah, he's I mean, a great player. Maybe you can somehow, some way, match them up, and they have the home field advantage, and Atlanta wins. Not I mean, to, that's entirely possible. That's not out of the realm of possibility. No, here. it's not. Not it's to project not. injuries or anything, but obviously with a, run, a quarterback that runs like him, do you think Alex Smith is checked out, or if he comes back in, he'll be able to? Well, I don't need to remind our fellow friends here uh, from the great uh, area of oh, New England Bledsoe that was ready. Bledsoe did have to win a playoff game that's true. in a championship game, I might add. In a hostile environment. Everybody forgets this as we are now in the anniversary of uh, we're going back to the place where it all started for the Super Bowl this year in New Orleans. Everybody forgets in the with the Brady ascension that Bledsoe did have to come back. He threw a beautiful touchdown to the corner in that game. I think Troy Brown, right? Yep. I think Troy Brown only caught touchdowns in the corner, correct? <laughs> That's he never, right. He never yeah. did it over the middle. It was always in the corner. So, yeah. Uh, Alex Smith is going to be ready, and it would be sort of, in a way, fitting because there have been so many analogies to the Brady-Bledsoe uh, changing right. of the guard this year with Smith and Kaepernick, although it's completely different in my mind because uh, Belichick had an eight-week window in which he didn't have a healthy Bledsoe in order to have to make that choice. Also, let's be honest, Bledsoe was a – better quarterback than Alex Smith ever was. I mean, Bledsoe was a, had a cannon. He, yeah. he was many years battle-tested. He yeah. played, played in a Super Bowl. I mean, he was he's, he's better in the all-time history of NFL quarterbacks than Alex Smith is. But Alex Smith was healthy and ready to go just a mere 10 days True. after Kaepernick's yes. big Monday and night like, out, coming out party. Right, so, so Harbaugh had to make that decision in a lot quicker – uh, time period in, in, in a, in a, which creates more of a crucible than what Belichick had to do. But in this analogy, it would be interesting or fitting if Alex Smith plays something significant on Sunday. Also, um, although I'm sure 49er fans don't care about you know analogies in that respect, they would like Kaepernick to stay in there, stay healthy. Well, would be interesting. You can't catch him. You can't catch him. I know. He runs away from you. Well, you can't catch Russell Wilson either. How good is he? He's great. I'm a fan. So you say Niners Patriots yep. in, in New Orleans? You coming to the game? Would you come? Would you go to New Orleans? No, it's. I still think it's a game best made for me sitting alone, quietly screaming in my apartment. 
<laughs> watching on TV. You're okay. you're you're a complete football misanthrope. Is what I you're am, saying? you know, and I'll tell you a little thing. This may not sound very fan like, but even last week during there were parts of the game where sometimes I get so worked up that uh, I will pause the game yes. on my thing. And this this weekend I paused the game, watched about 20 minutes of Mystic Pizza. No, to <laughs> level to me it out, really? level me out a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that a, a was that a was that a no, is, is that an Olympia Dukakis no, cocktail or what is it? Lily Taylor, Annabeth Gish. Oh yeah, Julia Roberts. Sure, just kind of level me out a little bit. Then go back to the game and kind of is that a calming? That it's a calming. It's calming, pizza? calming. You know the dinging bells, the seashores, all that kind of stuff. It's very nice. So then you catch up? Do you? Yeah, I catch up. I you know because you have that thirty forward? second forward button that's perfect for football. Do you know this button of course, on the remote? Of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. It goes so, between snap to snap, yeah, snap to snap. But you know, unfortunately, with Brady, as Brandon Iambadejo pointed out, there's a lot oh. of quick snap gimmicks. You might, I mean, that that really messes with the Brandon Iambadejo. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but he then he apologized. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, because he realized that Brady's, you know, he's in the Mount Rushmore football. You yeah, but Brady's do not on Twitter. I know he's not because he doesn't care. He doesn't sweat I, I fools. I said this on, on Belichick. On, on, I said this on game day final that Belichick's a guy who once referred to his social media outlet as my face. Right. He doesn't know. <laughs> Somebody's just got to bring it up. Who's that guy? I think it's probably Bears, right, who goes up to Bill and says, hey, coach. These are some tweets that Brandon Abadejo said. I mean, oh somebody's got to let him know. Somebody's got to let him know. Uh, you know, ridiculous. doesn't care. I mean, the quintessential. He'll Bel- use it. He uses everything. The right? quintessential Belichick though was during the game on Sunday with Tom. Tom let a touchdown, and Bill's talking to the D. He looked up he and turned. goes, "Oh, we scored! Great!" Yeah. And he went back and to talking. It, to it wasn't just any score too. It was to Shane Vereen. It was a spectacular I know. score. Amazing I know. catch. It was a spectacular one little head turn, and, like, and then oh, and he goes, "Okay, so now here's what." And what that does is it tells everybody. That this is expected, what happened on the field is expected, and in order to make it stand up, you have to do your job, and that's what I'm doing right now. You know now. what it is? You talk. You, How you, great is that? You yeah. read. You read interviews with the the uh, actual Zero Dark Thirty SEAL team. They all say like this was a business trip for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is at a certain point, it's just a business trip. We've done it so many times. That's you know. Who does that make the, the Bin Laden this equation? The Lombardi Every trophy? opponent, Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis is Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> How many? How many unfortunate analogies have been made in this podcast? Several. This is uh, this has <laughs> okay. been pun- punful. Uh, before we we wrap this up, uh, you now know the nominees for the Academy Awards. Yes. When you got this I information, know who wins? I can't say. Uh, yeah. You 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 have the I in do. with the, the Price accountants. Yeah. Pricewaterhouse. Yeah. So when when the Academy Award nominations come out, right? Did you pounce immediately? Did you go right into? Uh, writing mode as soon as you, you know, got this information or not the really. already written? No, it's it's because you, you kind of had an idea of what they were going to be, like the big ones anyway. You know, Lincoln, right. Zero Dark Thirty, Les Mis, you kind of knew those were going to be there. Uh, late edition, Best Supporting Actor, Manti Teo. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, but, Will you make a Manti Teo <laughs> reference? Uh, that's, I, don't I don't know if that I works. Don't I don't know, I don't know if that works. I don't think we can bring that in there. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yes. Uh, maybe you, Catfishing. No, it could be uh, our next presenters are so and so and Mantitea's girlfriend, and then just one person come comes out. <laughs> I tweeted out the, uh, the Lifetime movie the, of the week. Uh, <laughs> never, never been laid. The Mantitea story. I, you know, use the great. Hawaiian. Yes, great. what? That's good. That's, that's clean, good. dude. That's La- clean. Laid, laid, laid. laid you know, come like on. The, 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 I know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, we're very excited Time for the Oscars. Down. We're we're it, it, we're very excited for the Oscars. We've been doing a lot of writing. Um, did you watch the Globes? Do you, what Did. was the funniest moment that you thought? The Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig uh, presentation of the of that award I thought was hysterical. So good. And I thought uh, Tina and Amy did a really good job. They had a lot of funny jokes. But I will say that 
they get away with a lot because of who they are. They're media darlings. Right. Um, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nice work if you can get it. But if Ricky Gervais had told that joke about uh, Catherine Bigelow and, Catherine Bigelow. and James Cameron, Did he you hear about this joke. No. Catherine oh, Bigelow. I didn't, I didn't watch. Catherine Bigelow, as you know, was married right. to James Cameron for, for like years, and she did Zero Dark right. Thirty. A lot of people are saying that the torture scenes were out of uh, inauthentic. Con- inauthentic. Or, yeah. And the line, what was the line? The line was something like, uh, "But you know, when it comes to torture, uh, we trust the woman who was married to James Cameron for three years." Yeah. You know, <laughs> brought the house. And down. it was a big laugh of and course. kind of a but shock. If Ricky Gervais, if Ricky had, Gervais had told it, it would have been like, "He's mean." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's so when you have two I mean, I, pretty I would, ladies I come say, out there and say, say with a smile. I mean, you know, right, right, right. right. That that works. Yes, that works. So Seth, I mean, where where are you? Are you? Are, let's put it this way: Have anything been thrown out yet by saying we can't? There's no way we could do that in front of the academy. There's no way. Has it, have, have, is yeah, there you a, know, it's, it's a funny. burn bag pile already. I think there are things that yes, we sort of suggested, and then it was clear like that's not going to fly. <laughs> Um, but there are some things that, you know, are still in the mix, uh, you know, without giving anything away that are on, you would never expect to see okay. and, and will hopefully be like, you know, shocking in a very fun way. So very that's, good. that's kind of the way we're trying well, to do we it. Well, we are, uh, we're going to be on the red carpet. This podcast can be on the red carpet, not the three of us, but last year we sent Heinz Ward as our representative. Aren't, isn't that the same weekend as the, uh, it is because okay. I'm not there. Uh, Chris Law, at, Chris Law is at the combine with me. Yes. Okay. So last year we sent Chris Brockman, awesome, to the red carpet with Heinz uh, with Heinz Ward. Who's it gonna be, is it going to be Heinz this year? Well, it's we Fight can't, Club we right now. We can't talk about it. It's Fight Club. We can say that I'll be there. We'll let you right. know off, off, off. Let's mic. just say this: it'll be a, a it'll be a marquee. Right now we are. Right now we're close. Very close. And we're very excited. Like to me, very this excited. was this was choice one. We went right to our first wow. choice. Wow! We, we will tell you. One. We'll tell you after this. Okay. We went choice I'm one, excited. and he's very, very, very close. If it happens, we got to close it. Look, out. we must close it. Okay. So anyway, we'll be there. Okay. And and you know, so give, so come on, give come Seth on the heads so up. I'll try and use my influence to have Seth come and say a couple because words, because like. we we know Seth probably you know doesn't watch too much national football. No, he's stuff. not not the biggest football. So player. we need he needs to be. Sent this way, right? Um, and we're very excited about that. You can you can walk the carpet and come. You say will, hi. yeah. I think I'm gonna you? I think I'm gonna be backstage, you know, furiously looking at who's sitting where and all that kind of Last, stuff. So, wait, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Yeah. So you, there there are gonna be some audibles? Oh yeah, you kidding me? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna Peyton Manning it? You're Absolutely. Gonna, you're gonna well, go up to the line and see who's sitting where? Omaha, that's Omaha. A, yeah, Omaha, Alabama, <laughs> Alabama. Ice this cream, is, uh, tango. Uh, uh, this is why you know this is why he's assembled this team. I think that he put, he put together people that he thought would be good on the fly. The you moment, know, yeah. he wants people. He yes, we're writing stuff in advance, but he also wants people to be feeding him stuff during the show. Definitely, yeah. Seth McFarlane needs needs this this team at the ready. Okay, so you'll be backstage seeing. Who's sitting where? Right, and who looks weird, and you know, who looks weird. <laughs> well, we had Clo- like when Clooney saw um, Hines. Hines last year, he came over like he wasn't doing much press, and our our boy Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein walks right over up to and him. he goes, I'm, I, "I said no to all press. You're the only one I agreed yeah. to." Oh, that's I great. To best, one of the and best was point. was Nick Nolte last year, who <sighs> looked like he'd been up for three days. Always. He stopped what he was doing, didn't talk to him, and came over and was like, "Hey, I want to do. Uh, what are you doing here?" <laughs> and uh, he, you know, very yeah. unintelligently kind of got cool. it. it was because you know, I mean, everybody in the in the entertainment world wants to be in sports, sports, and everyone in sports wants to be in Absolutely. the entertainment world. 
a lot of fun. You know. So okay, so, look at us here, right? Look at us here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's in the hopper. Very good. Sulk, thanks for coming. Thank in, you man. for having me. Good Always luck to a your pleasure. Pats. Yes, and good luck to your Falcons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any housekeeping before uh, we finish up? here? No real housekeeping. We're, we got the Super Bowl show coming up in uh, a week and yes, a half. Yes, February first, Friday, February first, ten p.m. Eastern. Yep, it reairs. Uh, it all, it does reair. Yes, it reairs three times to- or two oh, times. Jeez, I'll take that. So it's going to air at ten p.m. for one on Super Bowl week. Ten p.m. on the East Coast, seven on the West. Okay. One a.m. East Coast, ten p.m. West, right. and uh, Saturday morning, ten a.m. East Coast. Hey, wake up with our our Super Bowl special. Yes. There you go, and. Uh, to everybody's still to be determined. I'm not saying anybody until they're in no. the can. Yeah, exactly. And then they haven't been in any movies involving gambling. Uh, guess who? <laughs> guess who has gotten pushed off till next week due to uh, a change with the game. Oh, I can't wait. Oh man, I and, can't wait. Uh, I Mr. Can't wait. Uh, Brockman is scrambling as no, we no, speak. I'm not scrambling. You have I'm the international shout out. International shout out of the oh, week. Yeah, my oh, man yeah. Stephen Hernandez says. I'm here in Brazil. When the internet goes out during my playoff weekend, I get updates from Chris Brockman and Chris Law. So down in Brazil, Stephen. Thanks a lot. My Twitter address doesn't reach Brazil? I guess not. I guess not. You're blacklisted in Brazil. Right? What in the world is that? It's the boys from Brazil. Oh, you know? Bring, they're that's still there. Right. They're that's still right. there, man. To they're still out for you. It's very odd. The only Jew is Eisen. not being followed. Eisen. Eisen. What in the world is that all about? Oh, my gosh. Gregory Peck getting the international shout-out from uh, Chris Brockman. Gregory Peck. Very good. Oh, no, it's a good one. <laughs> I said the, the lowest tone ever heard would probably be Gregory Peck slowing down a horse. <laughs> the lowest human sound. Whoa. There it is. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> then there's nothing else. We're good, right? That's it. We're, we're clear. We're good. We're good to go. Okay, for at Chris Law, uh, I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank at Ray Rice twenty seven. Yes. And at Nick Kroll, and at the Sulk. Thank you. S U L K. Correct. Um, for being on the show. Um, Thank you, at Chris Law, yes, at sir. Chris Brockman. Thank I'm you, at Rich Eisen for at the Eisen Podcast. Thank you, good people of Chevy. Enjoy championship weekend, everybody. The next time we chat, we will know who's going to New Orleans. Stay listening.